Welcome to the Staying Ageless Podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E, also known as Raw Girl. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach, and today on the show, we'll be chatting about how to achieve lasting weight loss. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to chat with you about some simple tips that can help you stay on track while you're trying to lose or maintain weight. And later, we'll chat with Gina Cushenberry, a certified nutrition specialist and weight loss expert who works with me at Raw Girl Coaching. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in Sweden, Ireland, France, Mexico, Australia, Canada, and the USA. I appreciate you all. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and please rate the show on Apple Podcasts and write a review. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Today on the show, I'm excited to chat about weight loss. Weight loss and weight maintenance can at times seem very daunting because there's a plethora of information out there on the topic. Between fad diets, which we all know about, weight loss success stories, and the wide range of experts claiming to have all kinds of solutions, weight loss can start to seem overwhelming or confusing. In my practice, I see clients daily struggling with weight loss and weight maintenance, and these are some simple tips that can help you stay on track. The first one is eat breakfast daily. A common mistake many people make when they're trying to lose weight is to skip meals. Although it seems logical if you eat less that you'll lose weight, that's not necessarily the case. When you are undernourished, your body thinks you're starving and conserves fat. By starting the day off with a balanced breakfast, which can be light, we give our body essential nutrients that it needs and help to prevent overeating later in the day. I do know there are a lot of clients that I have who have certain body types who don't like breakfast. So in those particular cases, again, keep it really light, a vegetable juice, a smoothie, a piece of fruit. The next one is watch less than 10 hours of TV per week. Reducing the amount of sedentary activity in your day overall can go a long way to improving weight maintenance and also help with weight loss. Long hours of TV watching is not helpful for many reasons. In addition to the fact that it's a sedentary activity, you may also find that while you are watching, you also eat. When we eat in front of the television, we tend to overeat and be less conscious of the portions of food we are consuming. During TV programs, there are also multiple advertisements for fast food, which can lead us to crave less than healthy foods. If you're going to watch TV for long periods, try exercising while you watch so that you move towards your weight loss goals and burn calories. The next one I think is pretty self-explanatory. Exercise every day or at minimum two to three times per week. Wellness guru Jack LaLanne once said, exercise is king, nutrition is queen, put them together and you have a kingdom. Regular exercise is essential for weight loss, maintaining healthy weight and remaining youthful. Research has shown that those who exercise regularly are sometimes 10 to 20 years younger than their non-exercising counterparts. Then you also want to use a food activity diary or log. This works for a lot of clients. Tracking your food and your activity keeps you accountable for your health goals. Sometimes we can over or under exaggerate our health habits, but when it's clearly written down, we're faced with the truth of our habits and can more easily make adjustments to help us reach our goals. The great news is there are many apps that can assist with tracking, including Lose It, My Fitness Pal, and if you're not an app person, you might just want to use a good old-fashioned pen and paper to log your meals, and that works too. 
The other thing you want to do is choose an eating plan with adequate calorie intake for your goals. If you're trying to lose weight, you may have heard that calories matter. Although the quality of the food you consume very much helps encourage weight loss for some people, not all, but for some people, it's also important to be aware of quantity. But where do you start? Well, a simple way to figure out what calorie level will work for you is to calculate your basal metabolic rate. There are many basal metabolic weight calculators online, and all you need to do is input your age and height. You basically want your calories to remain at minimum 500 or 1,000 above your BMR, and that's minimum depending on your activity level. A lot of times people are under eating and they really actually need to be eating much more calories to achieve metabolic efficiency. So the best way to receive professional guidance on this is to see a nutritionist or a dietitian who can create a plan for you. Last but not least, you want to limit fast and processed foods. Consumption of processed foods derails your progress. It speeds weight gain. And when we eat whole, nutrient-dense foods, we avoid refined sugar, refined flours, and excess sodium, which increases inflammation and leads to weight gain over time. It's been proven that the less you eat out, the less likely you are to gain weight, and you can eat larger quantities at home and lose weight than you can at a fast food joint or a restaurant. When we eat fast food, the other issue is our body does not actually receive the nutrients it needs to function optimally, so we don't get the internal cues to stop eating. On top of that, most processed foods are scientifically designed to make us crave more of them. The added sugars and salt become addictive, but the food does not satisfy our daily nutritional requirements. All right, all right, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll chat with our amazing guest for today. I am super excited to announce the launch of the new destination I created for online programs called Staying Ageless University. At Staying Ageless University, we create epic content to teach you about holistic wellness and transformational healing programs to help you achieve extraordinary longevity. We believe that learning is an essential component of healing and creating lasting change, and every one of our programs are created from protocols that I have tried and tested on clients who have achieved optimal wellness by following them. Our signature programs include Staying Ageless 30 Plus, which is designed to help women 30 plus interested in staying fly till you're 99 or close to it, create lasting healthy rituals, and the all new Raw Girls Hormonal Balancing Academy for women suffering with fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, cysts, or menopausal symptoms if you're ready to use holistic means to take control of your hormones and get your life back. We also have two new programs that are amazing for New Year's Clean Starts, Detox Your Life, which includes 30-day plant-based detox, either raw or vegan, and candida and parasites be gone for those who are ready to kick candida overgrowth or parasites to the curb for good. Enrollment is now open for three of our programs, and we officially launch January 1st, 2021. You can learn more about us and our program offerings at stayingagelessuniversity.com. Hope to see you in class. When I lived in LA, I was at the beach all of the time. (laughs) The beach was my happy place. After going to the beach, I would always stop by this amazing raw food restaurant. They had the most delicious food, burritos, cinnamon rolls. I was obsessed. Fast forward to this year when I wanted to give myself a jumpstart on raw, 
I discovered that this amazing restaurant that I used to frequent had transitioned to nationwide delivery of fully prepared raw meals. It's called Rawvolution, and for 20 years, they've been serving the finest and most vibrant living foods meals. They offer a raw box, which includes two fresh pressed juices, four gourmet entrees, four generous sides, and two delicious low glycemic desserts. The raw box is designed to provide one person with about four to five days of lunches and dinners. I also love that the menu changes each week, so there's always lots of variety. I get a lot of inquiries from listeners and clients alike who want to go raw and feel like it's not sustainable time-wise. If this is you, this is an amazing solution to get your raw jumpstart. Head on over to rawvolution.com and use the code rawgirl to receive a discount on your first purchase. Today's guest is Gina Cushenberry, who's a licensed board-certified nutrition specialist specializing in weight loss. She earned her master's degree in nutrition and integrative health at Maryland University of Integrative Health, and she's also a certified holistic health coach. Gina has an unwavering passion for nutrition and helping others to develop healthy lifestyle changes. Gina helps coach in the Staying Ageless University programs, and she also works with clients that purchase packages with Raw Girl Coaching. All right. All right. Hi, Gina, and welcome to Staying Ageless. I'm really excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So for those of you who don't know Gina, she works at Raw Girl Coaching. She's like my um, ace, I would say, or like my my uh, nutrition buddy who's helping um, move our clients from whatever issue they're having to holistic wellness. So Gina, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I wanted to talk about dieting and weight loss and all that stuff, but let's start with talking about how you, how did you end up becoming a certified nutrition specialist in the first place? And I guess what led you to towards that career path? Absolutely. Okay. So yeah, definitely a journey for me. I, I would say, it, honestly, I feel like it kind of started in my childhood because that's when I first had to address weight loss for myself. And for me, it was a lot of trial and error. I think I, I read a ton of stuff, tried a lot of different things, finally found something that worked for me um, at that time, and I was able to be successful. And that kind of led you know, to a lot of people asking me, how did you do it? What did you do? And then, I mean, for me, it, it just was always like a curiosity thing. I always was reading about it, trying to understand you know, the best method or, or how to make it lasting and, and how to make a lifestyle out of it. So that's where all my knowledge came from initially. What were you successful with when you said you were successful? For me, maintaining it, I had, I was able to keep the weight off and not yo-yo and bounce back. And, and, and the way that I just became like a lifestyle for me. And it wasn't like, I mean, you know, I became that person like, oh, I was eating salads every day, but I wasn't on a diet. It was just the way that I, the method of like how I just started to eat. And then exercise was something that was younger at that time. But that was like my first introduction to the gym in my, in my teenage years, closer to college. But, and that just stuck. And it was just something like, I, I guess people always seeing me like, oh, I'm going to the gym or I'm, I was doing this. And so I kind of became known as that person, like, the gym girl and um, the healthy eater girl. And so for me, I think that's what it was. People saw how long it lasted. It wasn't temporary for me. Mm -hmm. And then just asking for advice. So it didn't really necessarily start there. I think it was more like for me, kind of like, a, oh, you know, helping people here and there when you have a few tips 
I hadn't obviously gone through the education of being becoming a nutritionist. So it led me to, I, I totally went to a totally different career, but still keeping all those lifestyle habits and, and managing them through a television career that was quite demanding and learning how to keep all of that and move into that type of a lifestyle. So from there, I think after working in the industry for over 10 years, I had a career change. It was a second passion for me. I still loved working in television, working as a producer, but that's when my knowledge kind of, um, I had a little bit more thirst for some more knowledge. So I went initially to school, back to school to become a health coach. So I went and I studied at um, IIN, the Integrative Institute of, of Nutrition, and that's where I got my health coaching license as a holistic health coach. And so from there, I was able to obviously work with people. And for me, I, I enjoyed it a lot, but I think for I really wanted to be able to give my clients a little bit more and learn more on my end and really get into the science of it to really understand and be able to explain it better. So then that fast forward led to me deciding to go back to school one more time for my master's. And that's brought me up to the point of becoming a certified nutrition specialist, going through um, the schooling and getting my license and now practicing, which is just something I, I enjoy. So Super cool. Yeah. Um, and you've basically, I mean, you're kind of a weight loss specialist in that you've worked at like every weight loss clinic, it seems like, known to man. I guess, what are some of the common, um, so I want to talk about pitfalls of fad diets for sure, but I guess I, I am curious is if you've seen any overarching themes of the clients that are doing these weight loss programs, because you've seen so many different types of programs. Yeah, I think what it is, is that my my philosophy is I feel like almost pretty much every, or any diet out there can work. When you make the changes and you and you apply them to your lifestyle, it can work. But I think the pattern that I've seen a lot of people do is that they don't go through the maintenance. And I will say I, I made that mistake once in my lifetime where I didn't go through the maintenance. So I had to kind of drop back to dieting. And then I said to myself, I, I'd never want to do this again. And for you, what's the distinction between the diet and the actual maintenance? So the the diet really, you know, it streamlines things. It it, it puts it puts a structure for you. Um, and I think that's what really helps people fall into line of being able to to manage because they they need to know what am I eating today, you know, when and, and what times and stuff like that. But I think coming out of that maintenance is moving you more into a lifestyle and that's where you're you're structured but you're not like as rigid and you've created now you know what foods you really enjoy you know now you know what foods you can substitute some of the foods that were leading to the weight gain and bad habits mm. but maintenance i feel like is the one of the most important things for sure does may i mean it sounds like i mean i've had clients where it's like, they're like, I just needed a break. And all of a sudden they just like stop doing everything for like a month and a half and then come back. And they're like, yeah. well, I've gained, but like I needed a break. I was on vacay. And I find it disturbing that you need a break from me. Like, I don't think you should need a break from your actual diet. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, and I, I agree with that because I think that's when you really have to ask yourself, like, this this might be too rigid. This might be too 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 far to the left. You know what I mean? To even yeah. really manage. And I think that's when you get into those extreme diets. You know, the ones that just cut out everything. And I think that's, you know, leading to that point. That's a good point because I think that's where people fall short. A lot of the people that are returning and fall into that cycle start with these diets that eliminate entire food groups, eliminate, mm. you know, I'm never eating sugar again. And I don't, that's not necessarily the most realistic thing because we have natural sugars in our foods too. Yeah. Um, so I find most of the people that say that I need a break or I need a cheat day, it's because they eliminated way too much and not really understanding that there's a way to do this with incorporating everything, all the food groups and still getting to your goal. Well, how do you determine whether or not you're somebody who actually needs to, because some people really do need to go cold Turkey, meaning they've binged or they've OD'd on something so much that like the only way to actually get their health to improve is to completely remove that thing now because they're so out of balance. But then I see what you're saying because sometimes mentally that kind of like, you know, um, omission freaks people out. And then they're like, Oh my God, I can't eat this at all. And then they go binge on it because they're like, Oh my God, this is like too, this is not sustainable. Exactly. It's like, how does someone find, figure out where they fall in that whole spectrum of like extreme cutting stuff out or not cutting stuff out? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a great point. And I think most people coming into dieting, they know where their weakness is and they know what foods you know, I have a lot of people that will come in like, I love bread. I have to have bread or they have to have something sweet after a meal. So they think, right? So mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. important is finding a replacement because I think that's more sustainable. I mean, maybe you're not going to have the bread, but there's something comparable to that that can still satisfy you and still get you to your goal. Right. I have a lot of bread eaters make my gluten-free almond flour bread. Right. That's like like giving them all kinds of life because it looks like bread. It feels like bread. It's just made from almond flour. Yeah. And then the other wonderful invention to help people with my crunchy people that love their chips and their snacks and stuff is that air fryer is amazing. Mm -hmm. Because you can really, that's a great way to, to make substitutions for things, make it healthier. You can make your own chips. You can make your own, you know, crunchy things. I have a question about that, honestly, because I really don't know, like, is the air fryer really healthy? I mean, I think it is healthier because it's not being necessarily immersed in oil. Right. I guess that's the part that is. Yeah. But the actual cooking method, I'm like, does that still cause sort of free radicals? And that's, at least that's the way my brain works. I'm like, right. is this going to make me age? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely understand that. I think, you know, through some of the reading that I've done, and I can't say this about every single air fryer, but I do know that there are some out there that work like a convection kind of like oven. oven. Yeah. So that is more healthier. Like I said, I can't say every model is like that, but I do know um, some of the more, you know, modern ones and more recent ones, better way to say it, um, have that feature. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. 
I mean, I, I know it can be helpful on that end to some mm. people, you know. Mm. Mm. Okay. And, and also in your experience working with weight loss clinics, I guess, how did you handle people when they hit a plateau? Yeah. So plateaus can be <laughs> <laughs> definitely, um, I feel like they're inevitable at some point sometimes for a majority of people. And that is because you, you need to shift things. When we keep things the same too long, your body gets way too used to it. It's almost like, you know, you develop an immunity to it, so to speak, right? So that's the time to, to shake things up. So some of my clients, what I will do is I will do calorie cycling to some degree where I'll take them up for a few days and then bring them back down. And mm. then, come, I mean, so your body isn't necessarily sitting in one place because what happens is sometimes a lot of people, their body is like basically sitting there thinking like, are you ever going to feed me? I'm, I'm starving. I'm at this point where like, you need to give me some more. So sometimes just even that one little change mm-hmm. um, of increasing the calories, maybe a day or two a week mm-hmm. or a couple of weeks seems to do that trick. So for you, it was a temporary, it was like a temporary uptick. And yeah, then it temporary down. uptick. And of course, I'm speaking from a perspective of, of coaching somebody through that. So I think that that's important to really, you need to know where you need to be as far as like your, your calorie range mm-hmm. and where to take it and how to bring it back down. I think some people kind of wing it too much and, and, and they're not aware of like really what range are they losing in and what range are they flat? Well, yeah. And I could go on and on about this for like an hour, right? Because I feel like one, so I had the similar thing where I would uptick people's calories, but I wouldn't bring them back down. Like the people that I was uptick, I was putting their calories higher. I found that they had hit a plateau because they were exercising mm. like a lot more. And so now they're exercising at like an athlete level and they're eating this weird calorie restricted diet and their body can't even release weight anymore because they're not eating enough to fire the metabolism. So I would increase their calories and then all of a sudden they start losing weight again. It was because their body needed more fuel. So a lot of people think run into that where they don't even realize Mm -hmm. that, oh my God, I'm under eating for the amount that I'm exercising, which is, I think is a huge problem. I, I, I totally agree with that because I definitely want to speak on that part because that's what I see a lot in the weight loss centers because what happens, you start to lose weight, you're feeling good. Now you can be more mobile. And so you start to increase your exercise. And I think that is, that is one small issue I do see in the weight loss centers a lot where then you haven't told the the doctor or the health coach or the nutritionist that you're working with that you've increased it so that they can do their part to raise it up too for you. But of course, if you're doing a kind of a DIY thing on your, on your own, that would just be, you know, something to definitely be mindful of because that's, I feel like maybe eight times out of 10, why somebody hits a plateau. Yeah, I know for sure. But I, I think it's good to communicate with health professionals, but I think that unfortunately, in my experience, I don't know about yours, but a lot of, a lot of health professionals don't actually really understand that caloric restriction doesn't necessarily lead to weight loss. Yeah. So I think that if, even if a client went and was like, Hey doc, I'm increasing my activity. They'd be like, great. Glad you're, you yeah. know, because most people think 
less calories in, more exercise equals weight loss. And that's not how it happens at all. There's all this complicated stuff in between, including how does my body even metabolize and, and, and take these calories based on my gut floor? Like my gut's jacked up. I could actually like take in those calories different than someone else. Exactly. At least now there's all this research that's showing this. So I think that that's part of the problem. I think that there's still sort of this like 80s, early 90s Thought myth. pattern, yeah. <laughs> less, that less is more. And then I think that, but I mean, when you look at the pattern, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it with your clients too that are trying to lose weight. It's like they do get some weight loss from that calorie and then it right. stops. Then it stops. Right. And that's your and plateau. Sometimes it goes back. Sometimes it yo-yos back right. because they're just kind of like, they're just like, I'm over it. And there's, like you said, there's no maintenance. So there's just like, it's what I was dieting and then what I was doing before I dieted. And they just go right back yeah. to what they were doing. Or they do the flip side and then they start decreasing more. Well, then I got to eat less. Then I'm going to take this out. And I think that's where that's that line where you see, okay, once you start doing that, you're going to throw yourself into that yo-yo cycle of having to. Yeah. You're up and you're down. And and I think, too, a, a thing with some people is like patience, to be honest yeah. with you, because when you are working out and you're incorporating a diet, you could see your weight go up, but that could be due to your muscle gain. Yeah. Also, working out creates some inflammation. So you do retain water. So the people that weigh themselves before and after going to drive themselves crazy because literally bonkers. I have people who are like making themselves crazy with this daily weighing thing. And I'm like, please stop. And then the other thing, I mean, to the point that you were just making to build on that too, is just like with the muscle mass, it's like at a certain point in someone's weight loss journey, I'm going to have them refocus from paying attention to their weight to paying attention to their body fat percentage. Because at the end of the day, we're here to promote health. And it's like, if you are literally only focused on losing weight, Mm -hmm. you'll drive yourself insane, right? Yeah. And then it's like, especially for a woman over 30, it's like, if you want to look like Angela Bass and be snatched in your bikini at 60 something, you need muscle mass. Yeah. So that might actually, you might actually weigh more, but you will look better in your clothes and fit in smaller clothes. So I feel like a lot of women, especially are just kind of like brainwashed to like, think that like, if I build muscle... I'm going to be bulky or whatever, but it's like, you should really, like, I really wish they just put out a memo, like build muscle now you're 30. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I think, and, and, and I think some people, yeah, they definitely get scared of that. And I can speak from my own experience. I will say I did bulk up, but mm-hmm. here's the thing with that is that if you're patient enough, it will lean out. Yes. And it, and it, and it, and it will come in your journey, I think people freak out too soon and they, they toss it to the side because I've also heard some people say, well, I'm going to lose the weight and then I'll lift weights after afterwards. Yeah. But then it's, you're kind of defeating the purpose because if you lift while you're losing, you're boosting your metabolism to help your body continue to lose weight, to burn fat. Mm -hmm. And it, and it, and it's two different body types you'll see somebody that's lost weight just on nutrition. And then you can see somebody that's lost weight with, with weights, with, with working out and increase and including toning or muscle 
And it doesn't have to be like you're lifting like 100 pounds, 50 pounds. I mean, it could be right. even the light little handheld weights. You see more toning and you're going to see more burning. And yeah, for women over 30, for sure, that's... It's a big thing. You need to start like, then, yeah. Yeah, start now. <laughs> yeah, if you can. What other, I mean, what other things have you seen that kind of get in the way of people being successful when they're trying to use diets to achieve their weight loss goals? Yeah, I think, well, I mean, we definitely, we hit the mark with the the restriction. It's too, too low. Um, I think one of the other things too is like this anticipation, like people want it right now and they give Mm. up because they don't lose 20 pounds in four weeks or six weeks. And I think what some people have to understand, like, especially if you are a regular person working every single day, your lifestyle doesn't, you know, it's not, you know, requiring you to have a trainer, a nutritionist and and all these things all at, at once. Maybe you need to be a little bit easier on yourself. And I think people in the sense of like, they just need to, to know that it's day by day, step by step, it's going to come. But I think that's one of the biggest things I see people do is like, I want it now. It didn't happen in a month. Forget it. And then they mm. move on to the next diet. Mm. And mm. then sometimes don't get it fast enough. And then you're moving. If you don't give it enough time and you keep diet hopping, that's another way to kind of just see somebody keep propelling into that cycle. So I do see that. Yeah. Yes. You know, I do see too some sometimes people using too many processed foods to establish it. Mm-hmm. And then when they rely on that way too much without incorporating some kind of whole food or natural, even if it's one meal for the day. Mm hmm. When they come off of that, that day comes that you don't want to eat the shakes and the bars. And I've seen that pattern happen too. You become too reliant on packaged food. Yeah, those shakes and bars totally gross me out. Because when you read the late, when you really read the labels on a lot of them, it's like it's like a glorified candy bar. So it's it's sort of sitting in there making you feel like I'm good, but you're not, you're not getting enough fiber to like eliminate properly. The other thing I wanted to add to what you're saying too, is just that like, for, for me, like the, the period of time that I spent working a weight loss clinic really drove home for me, like how weight loss is so much a psychological thing. And I had this show up in so many different ways. I had clients who were dealing with they had a lot of clients who were trying to lose weight who had problems setting up emotional boundaries yeah. um, and boundaries in their life. So they would have like, I remember this one client who had this really toxic job and she had, you know, she was giving money to her cousin every other week. And I was like, you need to say no. You need to like practice saying no. You know, Shonda Rhimes year of yes. I was like, this is your year of no child. Okay. <laughs> so she started saying no to people. She actually ended up quitting her job because they were horrible to her, unfortunately. I didn't see her until maybe a month later and she had dropped 15 pounds just from saying no to people. It was like the psychic weight was a part of what was keeping the weight on, which was so interesting to me. So I found that very fascinating. And I remembered that because I was like, there's some sort of connection here between, there's a big connection between our emotions, also how we think the psychological aspect. The other thing that I will say about the psychological aspect is I noticed that plateaus 
are sometimes completely psychological. Yes. So yes, there's the whole, okay, there might be someone who's over-exercising or, you know, over-exercising needs to eat more. There might be like tweaks that are very technical. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about like you get to a plateau because your mind literally is like, and I've had clients say this to me, like, I've been used to being, you know, overweight my entire life. And now I feel like I'm getting close to my goal and I don't, I'm scared of who I'm going to become. I'm scared of what other people who I can hang out with, scared of what other people are going to say about me. Um, And it's almost like a comfort zone thing, like to make other people comfortable. Now my body's now created this plateau so that I can't reach my goal. Yeah. Insane. It happens like a lot. It does. And you hear, I, especially with my female clients that come in, you hear, I don't want to, I mean, minuscule kind of like, bashing I guess would be the word Mm -hmm. and and you from people I think sometimes when people are sometimes other people aren't ready for you to be there either and so they can instill that in you like oh you're losing so much weight you're wasting away or you don't feel good I mean I use myself as an example to be honest with you I remember there was a time when I was losing weight and the accusation of like, oh, she's doing it in a legal way, or oh, she might have a substance abuse problem. Oh my like, god, so much weight. And I've had another, and I've actually had a client that had a similar experience. So I think, as women, you know, um, it can it can be extremely psychological, emotional. Um, there's a lot of things that come with it because, yeah, that person might not be ready, and then also friends and family might not be ready. So their comments Mm -hmm. too can drive somebody into starting to eat again. I I had a client where she, she was told like, Oh, you're, you're getting too thin. And so she started to eat like that too. And then, and then it just like backfired. It like something happened in her brain where she just kind of freaked out and then went the other direction again. Yeah. And that can happen. So yeah, definitely that plateau, that whole thing. And even just the, the change, the transition, it's like both parties, it could be too much. So like, yeah, I think that's a great point because I do see that a lot. Yeah. And and that's part of why at Raw Girl Coaching, we deal with the subconscious roots of why, of trauma and things that are getting in the way of your programming. And we have an amazing therapist, Bianca DeGrode, who's back on staff now, who's working with some people. And I really like working with her in tandem with what I do because a lot of times too, there's programming from when we were kids. Yeah. You know, like we were taught to like eat ice cream and sweets when we're celebrating or we're eating it when we're upset. And then we get like addicted to this cycle of like using that mm-hmm. as celebration or using it, you know, to or it's feel a reward. Well. It's a reward. Like, oh, you, you did really well. Congratulations. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you yeah. know, or it could be, you know, too, it's just that you, you, you're, you're using it to like, I guess to celebrate all of it, mm-hmm. everything, you know, some people will use it too many times. No, literally everything. They'll be like, Oh my God, this just happened. Okay. Let me go get an ice cream. <laughs> right. All right. Or I'm going to so-and-so's birthday party. So one of my things that I always tell my clients is that it's not your birthday. So <laughs> when, it, when it is your birthday, you know, we will, 
But I mean, it's little things like that that can help you along That's the hilarious. way. It's not your birthday. It's That's her birthday. birthday, but it's not yours. Right. <laughs> and when your birthday comes, we can figure out what will be best for you. But that sounds like so, something I would say to somebody. <laughs> but you know, some of those things can lead you off track too. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, for some people, I think it is important to address because that one bite, that one bite, it can be a trigger to something else. So, I mean, I joke about it, but it is. Lead them down this path of like Mm -hmm. over consuming that stuff. Yeah. 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 So you do have to be mindful of that, I think. But I mean, going back to the whole, you know, emotion of it, I think too, is like, it is a huge thing to touch on because even I have people that will continue to shop for their old size. Mm. And so that mental thing. So I, you know, I, I'm coming back to that because I think it is extremely important because weight loss and the the food and the whole thing, I think it's definitely a mind. There's a huge part of the mind that plays a role in this. Yeah. um, That triggers people. So having some kind of support, like you said, with, with Bianca or even just your, your, every week you have coaching or every other week you have somebody there to support you and walk you through it, I think can be the game changer. For me, I had a coach. For me, it was a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. On that note, for all y'all listening, if there's anyone out there who needs to lose weight, or if you know anyone who needs to lose extreme amounts of weight, Gina is a specialist in that. And she's at Raw Girl Coaching. So you can look her up. Yeah. Um, and we also have a course that we developed together. Um, Gina, do you want to talk, tell them a little bit about it? Yeah. Um, so we have Detoxify My Life, which is a great program for somebody that wants to turn their lifestyle into the plant, plant-based eating lifestyle. So I think, you know, people come and they, they, they don't know where to start. They don't know what to eat. They don't even know necessarily why, what are all the benefits? So this, this is a course that we decided to create that would really help people make that transition and walk them through the first 30 days of it. So it's not just, here's your meal plan, go eat this, but there's substance and education along the way to teach you. I mean, the first thing we start off with is clearing the four C's. We got to clear out the kitchen. Right. And and go from there. So, yeah, um, on that end, I think the program is a great way for somebody to make that transition that just doesn't know what to do. And they need a full you you have a lot of choices with our program. So we we always start we're going to start you with a cleansing kind of thing, but with smoothies. Right. And and move you into a 30 day menu that will set you up to literally detoxify your life. Woohoo! Yeah, y'all can um check out detox detox my life. I was I'm like I came up with this term. It seems like I can't even remember it, child. Detox my life. I call it that because I really noticed that when you handle the nutrition aspects of your life, it starts to bleed into everything else. And so I have clients who get better jobs, better booze, all kinds of amazing things happen. But just because they paid attention to like getting their wellness together, which is what we why we love what we do. Um, so go to stayingagelessuniversity.com if you're interested in checking that out. It's a self-guided program, but you also can actually 
pay to have Gina or I also walk you through the program if you want. Um, there's a way to upgrade on the on the website. So go to seeingagelessuniversity.com. Yeah. All right, Gina, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Likewise. We'll <laughs> do it again. Yes, absolutely. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know by now that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients and 46 antioxidants, and every part of the amazing plant can be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face twice a day, and then I also use Moringa powder to add to my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from an amazing company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part? Every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. Yes, child, to date they have planted over 2 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit TrueMoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of TheRawGirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, it's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is slide up in my DMs on Instagram at The Raw Girl or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Diana via email who says, when it comes to losing weight, I've heard people say that you should weigh yourself often and others say that you should stay away from the scale, which is true. Hi, Diana. Thanks so much for reaching out. I find that somewhere in between is usually the way to go. Overweighing yourself can cause anxiety and a fixation on weight loss that is generally not healthy. I really don't like my clients to weigh themselves every single day. People who weigh themselves daily, for instance, sometimes become anxious, irritable, or they're frustrated because they're seeing the number fluctuate as it will from daily food intake, drinking water, or maybe even dehydration, water retention while on your cycle if you're a woman, and more. To stay sane, commit to once a week or once every two weeks and always weigh yourself first thing in the morning before you've consumed food or liquids. I really hope this helps you. All right, y'all. I hope that today's episode gave you some insights on how to achieve lasting and healthy weight loss. Today, I leave you with a quote by Confucius. It doesn't matter how slowly you go as long as you don't stop. It's incredibly daunting to know that you've got a lot of weight to lose. And you may fall into the trap of looking enviously, usually on social media, at others who seem to be quickly and effortlessly losing weight. 
child, mind your own business and focus on yourself. And know that even if you feel like your weight loss is slow going, it's more than you were doing. And that is something to be celebrated. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at The Raw Girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. For more on the show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. To watch the video interview from this and past podcast episodes, subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash The Raw Girl.